This September 11 Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 in any NFL game only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use the promo code SGPN. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL. Win up to 20 times your stake in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, the 10th of September. We are here with a full slate and an extra game of MLB action for... Monday, September the 11th. Joining me uh, is Mr. Lonte Smith. Lonte, how are you doing? Doing good, man. I uh, can't complain. I uh, got a loaded slate, some good series coming up. I know everybody's focused on football, but uh hope we can get some winners across the board to make people remember that it's still some baseball going on. Well, yeah, it was a nightmare for me trying to track one of you American people down who wanted to do the show today. I thought I was going to be left by myself all day. Everyone <laughs> I couldn't find, they were all scattered, scattered like rats. Dylan, Moon, Af, Scott, nowhere to be seen. But you stepped up, Lunte. You're here for me. That's um, what I'm here for, man. Yeah, we're trying not to make it too football heavy. I've, you might have noticed I've moved into the... Uh, I'm in the TV room. I'm, I'm doing a Moon Af. I've got the red zone on right in front of me. But <laughs> not doing great. Not doing terrible. Um I just said before we started recording, though, Lonte, that everything I've listened to in the last couple of weeks, podcasts, TV shows, articles, you name it, Steelers, 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 people who've done months of research. I'm like, one of those people. <laughs> yeah. And it, Dave, the sports week consig who comes on this show, his favourite scene is nobody knows shit. And never was it more demonstrated than in that Steelers game, which was pretty much game over. Uh, after three drives, like so, yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, the, the baseball's been good. There's been a bit of a funny weekend. It, there's been so much going on. Of no Premier League action, but we've had the international break and some uh English football league stuff, which Ming and Barry covered. And then you try to do the baseball. I've been out with Bob, had a football match Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so I've been out non stop with Bob. But, but I just dipped into the MLB. Had a look, put my picks on, my lock and my dog, and I've hit both every day. Um, Friday, so, um, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, I've hit both my lock and my dog every day. So it's one of those things where, so you know, as a gambler, some things work for you and you can overthink it. And other times mm. you look in, instinctively make your picks and just get there and win. But yeah, there has been some good series. I think um, Tampa Bay will be happy with. That looked like an important series win to me against Seattle because coming off the hot start, they were wobbling a little bit. Seattle were then the form team. And that could have that was a real sort of indication of what Tampa Bay are capable of. Because if Seattle had gone in and won there, I think that would have uh, caused a few alarm bells for Tampa. As it happened, it's now the Mariners, who this time last week were red hot. All of a sudden, uh, Tampa Bay put it on them. But uh, another... Uh, Texas and the Blue Jays is a good series this week as well, uh, which we'll get to uh, in a moment. Um, we get stuck into these games. I'll tell you about our sponsors first here. We've got DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings, um, my kid recognised the DraftKings logo on Red Zone before. I'm like, oh, Dad, Daddy, they, they sponsor your show. I was like, yeah, a bit early for DraftKings, son. But uh, football is back in full swing. We've got another week of epic games here. Um DraftKings Sportsbook are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, new customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Um, nobody wants to miss out on this action. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. So get in on the NFL Week to Action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
Only on DraftKings Sports with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time, our, our ticket people. Um, outstanding service here from game time, um, whether it's sports, music, comedy, any theatre near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets. Uh, the best best price guarantee as well, so you can stop stressing over tickets, start getting hype for all the fun you'll have. You know, Sean's bought a load of tickets for the Eagles' visit to the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Uh, used game time, um, absolutely brilliant experience. The game time guarantee credits you 110% of the difference if you find the tickets in the same row and section anywhere for less. So the thing to do here is download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay. Who's in the chat? Who's here? We need, this is where we'll find out, Lonte. You get bonus <laughs> points. Bonus loyalty points here if you're, uh, if you're in this particular Sunday night chat. Uh, Matthew, TV, DVG, never in doubt. Well done. Um, there's other people lurking in the chat that just haven't said hello. So if you want your double loyalty points, you need to put your hand up and tell us hello. Otherwise, we won't know it's you. Um, but we will start tomorrow. There's a double header. So there is one day's ball game, which is fully priced up. And then there's a second one uh, where the pitches are undecided, which is fair enough. For a Monday, uh, normally we're missing quite a lot of Sunday pitches. But um, we're, we're pretty much fully loaded at this point tonight. The first game is uh, we can fully handicap. Is, so this is 105 Eastern. The double header is Atlanta at Philly. Uh, and this early game is Charlie Morton taking on Taiwan Walker. Uh, Atlanta minus 140. Philly plus 154. And a total of nine, Lunty. Yeah, so I like the Phillies here. So uh, let me get this straight. So it's not it's not Strider and Walker. It's it's walk. They they had they must have bumped Strider down to the second game. All right, well, I've got confirmed. I've seen Morton all day. I've never seen Strider listed okay. at any point. Okay, maybe I looked maybe I looked at it wrong. Um, but it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I like the over in the game. Um, I, I lean to Philadelphia at home. Both teams over in six of the last ten. Atlanta scored six plus in four of the last five. Philadelphia scored five plus in three of their last five. Um, I think Philadelphia. I, I just don't trust the the pitching of Philadelphia. I know that's been a constant theme for me. It, it's kind of inconsistent, um, as we saw with with Lorenzen and um, some of those other guys. Wheeler is kind of up and down. Uh, as is um, uh, what's the other pitcher name? Wheeler and uh, Nola. They're kind of up and down, but matchup specific. I think we see some runs here from off of, off of both pitchers. Philadelphia. I would lean to their side. The forty-one twenty-seven at home. Um. And you, it is Walker going in this game, right? Yes. Yeah. So he he's got a five two three ERA in his last four starts. Doesn't go deep in the games. Um, I mean, he just he, he's got roughed up in back to back starts. So I just I, I don't trust him enough to put my money on Philadelphia against this potent Atlanta offense. But I do trust both offenses to score some runs here. So I'm going with the total over um, the nine here, man. Um. Charlie Morton, for me, I, very early in the season, we did a show. It was one of those little Friday night specials. And I rolled out my little theory about fading the old men on the pitch clock. Uh, but Charlie Morton is the one who's absolutely flown in the face of that this year. Hasn't bothered him even a little bit. In fact, he's probably been better. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding. What, 14 and 11, but with a 332 ERA. Um, I think Atlanta are just about a backable price. It's just about to my limit, minus 140. Walker's just a steady, at least three or four earned runs. And that'll probably be enough to leave Atlanta one or two in front uh, for the majority of the game. So it's just about a big enough price. It's not very often you get Atlanta nowadays at a viable right. money line price. Right. Walker, um, the Phillies have been going okay. Uh, but yeah, Atlanta at minus 140. Um, we'd stay here for the... Uh, for the second leg of the double header, because I've got Atlanta TBD, so that's possibly Strider then. Okay, um, but Lorenzen is confirmed for Philly, um, and prices of minus one thirty-five for Atlanta, plus one fourteen for Lorenzen and Philly, in a total of nine and a half. But I've got nothing on this with no Atlanta pitcher other than Lorenzen is well out of his little um, post no hitter funk, mm -hmm. uh, which we which we handicapped. He's sort of well out of the shadows of that now. 
this might be his fifth start um, since then, and he, he's been he's getting back to what he was. But other than that, I haven't got much on this one, Lonte at all. Yeah, me either. It's hard to do without um, uh, without an Atlanta pitcher. But if it is Strider, I, I thought I saw Strider confirm for game one. Maybe he got maybe he got scratched or something. I don't I don't know. Maybe I looked at it wrong. But if it is Strider, I'll I'll be looking to back him and, and rebound from his back his, his uh, last few starts because he's. He's allowed ten earned runs combined in his last two starts. So if it is him, uh, I look for him to bounce back uh, in this in this spot. But I do like Philadelphia um, in the first game. I still will go over in, in both games. That's the play that I'm most confident in uh, is the over. But if it is Strider on the mound for um, Atlanta in the second game, I'll be on them. Uh, Adam uh, Rossini's joined the chat saying our baseball picks have been flames recently. I'm not sure about mine, but maybe someone else's have been good for you, Adam. Uh, thanks for that. Um, now, I said we weren't going to talk too much football here, but I cannot believe that Donald Parham Jr. has just scored a touchdown. He's pretty much, he's like being the official tight end of the Sports Gambling Podcast for about <laughs> three years now. Every show, it doesn't matter what show you listen to, Donald Parham Jr. makes an appearance. I've had him in every DFS team and every fantasy team, I think, for the last three years until now. And sure enough, there he goes, straight in with a touchdown. <laughs> um, it never, ever ceases to amaze you gambling, does it? 6.35 Eastern first pitch, Washington. At Pittsburgh, uh, left-handed pitcher Patrick Corbin for Washington and officially TBD for Pittsburgh, but I believe it's Andre Jackson goes for Pittsburgh. Uh, plus 105, the Nationals, minus 125, the Pirates. Total is at eight and a half. Corbin is nine and 13 on the year, 523 ERA. Um, he, during June and July, he sort of got it back. He, he started terribly and was okay. He was serviceable. Um, in the middle of summer. I mean, he's got himself up to nine wins, which is quite remarkable. Um, however, he's lost. <laughs> it's gone wherever he found he has since lost. He's got a 6.25 ERA in his last five. Um, they lost the last couple really, really comfortably. Um, Andre Jackson is one and two with a 5.21 ERA. He gave up six earned runs in his last start against Milwaukee. I didn't want either side here. Um, but it does look like runs. I don't. I don't know how we can avoid runs in this. Eight and a half looks way too low. Both both starting pitchers rocking an ERA above five. Both offenses are very capable. Um, we've said all season um, that Washington can break out in various spots. They're good against lefties. Um, I think Jackson's a righty as it goes. But uh, yeah, it just looks like runs. Lonte, this. Yeah, I couldn't pick a side either. But if I had to, I would pick Pittsburgh. I mean, they're playing better right now. Um, and Corbin, I think some of his some of his metrics are, you know, from early on in the season. He's been going a little bit better lately um, as he progressed to the end of the season. Um, so I think that's kind of skewed. So, like, say for instance, if this game was being played, what in like three months ago, the price wouldn't be this short. I'm I'm assuming um, that just goes to show you he he's improved throughout the year. Uh, but I agree with you. I like the over. Uh, both teams uh, over in seven of their last 10. Um, Pittsburgh, 43-25-3 to the over at home. So they're, they're hitting the ball really well. I think we see some runs here as well. I think we see a 6-5, six, six, a 7-6 seven, seven, type of game here. So I, I'll agree with you with the over. Uh, Lacadarius, uh, if I pronounce that correctly. Um, a, he's talking the D-Bucks for the World Series, but B, he's also... Uh, See, my accent is on point. If um, if you ever phone a call centre from this country, and you if you don't get through to like Bombay or somebody, if you don't get an Indian person, the person you'll get will have my accent. The only employ <laughs> people from Newcastle, just because I think we, we could sell anything to anybody. This accent is just, uh, yeah, we like where we can talk people down if people are having a customer complaint. If this accent talks them off the ledge, and we can sell you anything you want. So yeah. You get through an English call centre. Uh, this is the accent that you get. So, uh, we're well known for it. Uh, Lockwoodarius, thank you very much. Where are we going? 6.35 Eastern is the St. Louis Cardinals at the Baltimore Orioles. We have Dakota Hudson for St. Louis. Dean Kramer uh, will take the ball for Baltimore. Plus 136 uh, St. Louis, minus 142 Baltimore. Total is at nine. Uh, Dakota Hudson is six and one, 443 ERA on the year. He had a good start against Pittsburgh, which was a couple back, I think. But that is the outlier, really, for, for Hudson. Um, this is a tricky assignment as well, going into Baltimore. Uh, Kramer is 12-5. and five. He has a 407 ERA. But he's been outstanding lately. Uh, he's given up one earned run 
in his last three starts. And Baltimore did cover uh, in all three of those as well. They've won seven in a row. They scored 34 runs over the weekend, or sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday anyway, um, the last three games. And even before that, um, they scored five, six, eight, and seven. Just plenty. I mean, five is a floor, um, is, is a baseline for Baltimore. I think they're going to make it really tricky for um, St. Louis here. Uh, Baltimore will win. Minus 140 seems a bit skinny. I've got no problem with taking the run line at all. Yeah, they keep covering. They're absolutely full of runs. Um, St. Louis have been a little bit feistier lately, not just abject, um, but they're still not a very good baseball team. Baltimore run line plus 140, please, for me, Lonte. Yeah, I like the run line. I like the team total to go over. Um, I'll even, as long as it's under 150, I know it's kind of hard to stomach, but if as long as it's under 150 with this Baltimore team, I think it's, it's hard not, it's hard not to, to bet on them right now. I mean, they've won eight of 10, the offense, like you've mentioned, they've been crushing the ball. Um, they've scored 10 plus runs in three straight, in three straight. Um, all of those are being on the road. Uh, you mentioned how good Kramer's been eight straight starts without allowing more than three runs, 2.35 ERA and 38 to 15 K to walk ratio. Um, Hudson, he, he's been okay. He was going along well versus Atlanta, but he kind of had one bad inning and it kind of pushed him up. But St. Louis has won six of his last seven starts, um, but he has allowed 10 earned runs in his last two road starts. So the home road splits are going to be there against this Baltimore team. I think he kind of struggles. Um, Baltimore returning home where they're phenomenal. I like Baltimore any way you can get them. Team total over. I love the run line, like you mentioned, at that plus price. Even we'll lay a unit and a half on that um, on that money line at anything under 150. Yes, we love the unit and a half play at the minus 150. Yeah. That was one of Noah's favourite players on the show. Um, 707, is that right? Or we got a 705 up there? No, we haven't. 707 Eastern first pitch. The Texas Rangers at the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, this is the series of the week, probably. Uh, wild card hunting, both of these teams. Um, Dane Dunning for Texas and Chris Bassett for Toronto, plus 124, the Rangers, minus 135, the Blue Jays, uh, eight and a half or a nine, if you want it on the total, Lante. Yeah, I'm going to take that eight and a half and go over. Uh, Toronto is, I mean, they're pretty much my nemesis. Them in San Diego, I just can't get, I can't get enough <laughs> of them and I, I always lose on them. But I think Texas is, like in a bad spot right now. I mean, they've lost seven of 10. They don't look good at all. Offense has only scored over three runs once in their last five. Um, Toronto, while they do have their own deficiencies, they are 36 and 30 at home. They've won seven of 10. I just, I just think it's simple math. I mean, I think they're a better team at this point in time in the year is it's much more about like who is the better team and who's reeling it in. I mean, it's not going to be too much of, uh, what we used to do or what we did, you know, two months ago, as far as handicapping and breaking down the numbers, most of it is going to be who's playing better, who's hot right now. And that's how I form most of my bits, uh, as well as looking at some of the numbers. But it's not as numbers-based um, late in the season. But I think Texas is going the wrong way. Uh, I like Toronto at home. Take that with a grain of salt because I am usually uh, I usually like Toronto <laughs> anywhere I can get them. But uh, I, I think I'll go with the Toronto and the run line here, and I also lean to that 8.5 to go over. I mean, isn't that exactly kind of how we handicapped Texas and Houston last week for yep. most of the time? For yep. Like the Verlander shares a matchup. There was nothing yep. in that, but you're 100% right. You take the team that are rolling and they absolutely blew them out of the water. Um, this is the same. Dane Dunnett, I mean, looks tired. Um, yep. He's had a good year, but he just looks like he needs um, he needs his time off now. Nine, three, four, and three hundreds in his last four. Bassett, on the other hand, is getting stronger. Two back-to-back uh, -back eight inning efforts. Uh, from Chris Bassett. I agree with you. I can never get the Blue Jays right, um, but I'm taking them here yeah, just in that horrible price range that I don't like. But yeah, Toronto minus 135 on the money line yep. uh, will be my pick here. 710. Easton is the D-backs at the New York Mets where Zach Davis will take on Jose Contana, left-handed pitcher. It's plus 126 for Arizona. It is minus 125 for the Mets with a total of nine. Uh, Zach Davis is two and five on the year, six eighty one ERA. He had two decent starts uh, recently, but then was poor against Colorado. We did wonder. I think we handicapped. I don't know if you were on the show when we handicapped Zach Davis last time, and we were sort of scratching our head about these decent starts. Um, but yeah, and then he, he sort of blew up again against Colorado. He really sucks quite hard on the road. Eight thirty eight ERA, and um, oddly. He's only started four home games 
Um, sorry, 11, he started 11 home games and only four on the road all season, which I think I don't think that's intentional. Just been a quirk of how it's fallen for him. Um, the D-backs have picked up a little bit. Uh, Lacordarius is right. Um, they have won, they've won four on the spin. Um, Quintana also has a record of two and five with a level three ERA. Um, and he's just been great lately. Um, 13 innings in his last two starts, one earned run. Um, I just don't trust um, Davis. I don't trust the, that little mini revival he had. The Mets are still a decent home team. As much as they've had the problems this year, they're still over 500. I think they're two games above 500 at home. Um, Quintana's going along really well and I worry for Davis. This completely flies in the face of what we just talked about. Like taking the team that going well against the team that aren't. I understand that. Do you know what I mean? You say that yeah. and then 90 seconds later, I'm taking the dog, <laughs> the dog shit bets against the rolling D-backs. Listen, <laughs> don't believe a word we say. We make it all up. The Mets are all right at home and Quintana's been going well. I'll take the Mets at minus 125, London. Yeah, but I see the difference between that is we have a pitcher that we are not too fond of versus a pitcher who has yeah. only had one bad start since his return. I mean, that was and that was against Atlanta. So, I mean, can't really fault him for there. Uh, I mean, Davies, he he allowed two runs in his first 11 um, innings pitch before getting shelled by Colorado and Arizona. I mean, they're kind of hard to predict. They have one four straight all of those on the road. So they're playing well on the road, but the offense has been up and down. So I'm not sure how much we can put. Uh, how much trust we can put in them to go on the road and beat a, a Mets team with Quintana on the mound. Like I said, he's pitching really good. But it's just like whenever he pitches, the, for whatever reason, the Mets just don't hit the ball at all. Uh, if you look at some of the starts that he has, I think he's like one run here, two runs there. They just don't hit when he's on the mound. So I'm going to go with the Mets here as well. I don't hate an under here, um, to, to quite be honest. Maybe a first five under um, also. But I think the Mets squeak one out here. Um, Hall of Fame Bets is a new sponsor here uh, on the network. Get involved. You can win bigger by betting smart this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Uh, you can research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. You can sort players by a hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Another dog fantasy, old classic here. Um, loads of different ways of winning on underdog uh, but you can play alongside your football team with a fantasy pick em, um, pick between two and five players and whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats and then do exactly what we're all doing right now which is watch um, NFL Sunday and see how your players get on you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five it's a fantasy game but you can win real money uh, watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 7-10 is the New York Yankees at the Boston Red Sox. Um, we have Clark Smith going for the New York Yankees. We have Cutter Crawford going for the Boston Red Sox. It's plus 136 on the Yankees. It's minus 126 on the Boston Red Sox. Now, I just need to check in on how ridiculous the Yankees are being tonight. Um, have you followed any of this game at all tonight, Lonte, the Yankees game? Um, I had it on the screen when uh, because I, it was a good pitching oh, matchup with Burns and Cole. Key, and uh, I saw them um, I saw them getting no-hit. And uh, they pulled Burns. Wait, wait. Say it again? Yeah, go on, man. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I, I seen I seen them. They pulled Burns, and then um, the no hit was broken up. So I, I was I, I turned away from it after the no hitter got broken up. But I haven't watched it since. When was that? The, when did the no hitter get broken up? Um, it was during the tenth inning or eleventh inning. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah, they got no hit until I thought it was the eleventh. They got no hit yeah. until the eleventh inning. Yeah, they um, the eleventh inning. Yeah. As it happened, this Milwaukee had scored zero runs anyway, so. It's then gone to extras and the Yankees have won in 
30. Now, I had issues last week with the Yankees, if you recall. Is um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told everyone they were shit still when when you all wanted to back them. And uh, sure enough, they kept winning. So I then came back on the show on Tuesday and changed my mind. I was like, I'll hold my hands up. They're, they're, they're a new team, the the new boys, the young men have made a big difference. And they proceeded to get spanked again. So I actually think I was right in the first place. Um, I was right. To, I said there was the law diminishing returns. That would just drop away. And it did drop away. It just didn't drop away um, quick enough for me. Um, at this point, I still don't really want anything to do with them. I mean, watching that rubbish tonight, there'd be no hit till through 11 innings. Um, plus 136 behind Clark Schmidt in the Yankees. Schmidt, um, 454 on the year. Um, and he's, he's just vulnerable on the road. Cutter Crawford has struggled in his last two. Um, he pitched well against the Yankees on the 19th of August. I mean, this is a series as well that um, both of these teams are trying to avoid the wooden spoon in this division. Uh, it's a bit of a race race to the bottom here. But I just don't, I can't have the Yankees. I don't want anything to do with them. I don't really need an excuse not to take Clark Schmidt. Um, but yeah, just witnessing that again tonight. Uh, Boston... Quite good at home against New York as well. He pitched well against, like I say, against the Yankees last time he faced him. And that's good enough for me. Uh, minus 126, Boston on the run line, Lonte, please. Yeah, I like Boston on the run line also. Um, I think they come in, they've won five straight versus the Yankees, all by more than two runs. Um, nice. I think they had a few blowouts in there um, as well. Uh, the Yankees are playing well. They have been playing well. But again, I think Boston's lost four straight, so they're going to have a little bit of... Uh, I guess they have a little pep in their step, especially with the Yankees coming to town. It's always a big game. I guess a little less big from um, them being bottom dwellers right now, but they'll still they'll still get up for the game. I just think after that emotional win that the Yankees just had four three in in extras, they probably expended a lot of that bullpen. So who knows how those arms are going to be um, tomorrow? Yeah. So I like Boston here. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll win five to one, you know, six to two type of thing. I do love it when you throw out a correct score, Lundy. That's one of my favourite things. Uh, we've been pretty uh, lockstep here so far. This is quite worrying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 7.40 Eastern first pitch, the Tampa Bay Rays at the Minnesota Twins. Um, so, uh, going back to the football, this isn't football talk. It's just more talk. Um, Bob came and sat with me for a little bit before and we had the red zone on. So, he was trying to sort of guess the team names from the logos. Um Obviously, the the Jaguars he got and the team. So he was trying to get... Um, for Tampa Bay, his guess was the Tampa Bay Pirate Ship Guys. Which is a great... <laughs> that's a good name for... Why, they, why aren't they called that? They should definitely change the name to the Tampa Bay Pirate Ship Guys. I'm all for that. Um, I think that could change their fortunes again. Um, Tyler Glasnow for the Tampa Bay Rays is minus 110. Uh, Sonny Gray is plus 108. Total is seven and a half. Um... Yeah, good, uh, good looking series. This one, Tampa Bay will feel a lot better after after that sweep of Seattle, Lumpty. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a good series. Definitely a tough game, um, as indicated by the line. I, I really couldn't make a convincing case for either side. I think it kind of boils down to this, uh, Mal. I think you got to pick which pitcher you like better. I mean, both teams are playing extremely well. They've won six of ten. Um, Tampa Bay really good on the road. Minnesota solid at home. Um, Tampa Bay did sweep Minnesota back in the June in a June series, but they and they won the games pretty handily. They outscored Minnesota thirteen to three. But again, two different teams uh, at two different times uh, of the season. So I like I personally like Glass now a little bit more. I mean, he's been great this year. Only one bad start. He is allowed one earned run or less in eight of his last twelve starts. So I mean, Gray has been kind of up and down, and I can't really get a good feel or a good grasp on him, but. Tyler Glasnow and the Rays are one of the teams that I have been getting right. And, I mean, I think the price is right on. Uh, I think it's just a, a matter of preference. Like, who you who do you prefer in this spot? And I think Tampa coming off that big series uh, win against um, the Mariners, it, some people might be looking at a letdown effect, Minnesota being at home. So I could see it for both ways. I'm going to lean with Glasnow and the Rays here, but it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota won. I think it's going to be a good series. No, I think you're right. Uh the, your instinct when you look at both pitches is to go low scoring. Yeah. Then the total is seven and a half. And you look at just one or two swings at the back could change that. Royce Lewis has been going well. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I prefer Glasnow. I think um, Tyler Glasnow's had his hair cut, you know, like off, like short hair. So that could be a problem. We're going to have to keep an eye on uh, <laughs> Glasnow with short hair. We're going to have to factor that in uh, to our handicap. But the totals of his games have been really low. The, his game totals the last three have been four, five and three. Um where Minnesota with Sonny Gray have only let up three, five and two. So that does all seem to fit for an under. Um, but I'd prefer to go with Tampa. The two teams, I think six times out of 10, you take Tampa Bay. Six and a half times out of 10, something like that. That'll do me. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, I'll take Tampa. Uh, Josh Lauer is here. He's uh, claimed his double loyalty points, Josh. Uh, had a bad couple of days. Oh, what's it? Lost two 13 team parlays for 30k by one team. Holy mm-hmm. shit, Josh. That's unlucky. Yeah, um, you must be doing. Yeah, yeah, you must be doing something right, though, mate. Keep it up. Uh, man, that, that would slay me. I don't know. We sit there. That's a, a brave thing to tell us. Um, we move on to a 7 4 Eastern first pitch um, between the Kansas City Royals and the Chicago White Sox. Both pitches TBD here. However, believe it's Brady Singer. I think he's back off the paternity list, maybe. Yeah, that's what um, I see. I, I and, saw Singer, Singer and yeah. Cease. Yeah. I know he was missing for a bit. I think it was paternity or bereavement. It was one of those funny little lists. I think it was paternity. Uh, Dylan Cease uh, for the White Sox. Even money, Kansas City. Uh, minus 120 for the White Sox and a total of eight and a half. Singer wasn't going particularly well before he went away for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a tricky one, but... Lonte, what have you got for us? Yeah, so this is a horrific game if you're going to watch. I mean, both teams, <laughs> three and seven in their last 10. Uh, Kansas City won the series two to one about a week ago. And if I'm not mistaken, Mal, me and you both made a lot of money off that series because we were just betting over in every game. All three of the games yeah, went Lonte, over. Yeah, you've nailed it. You've absolutely yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Like, so I lean to the White Sox, uh, but I love the over. I think we're going to see high scoring affairs. I want to say, like, every game, each team scored at least five runs. So, and that was with uh, solid. That's what at the top of each rotation, if I'm not mistaken. But um, Singer, you mentioned it, six home runs allowed in his last three starts, along with allowing four plus runs. Two of those were on the road, which is where he is now. Cease has been, uh, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he, he's fallen off a cliff since last year. Yeah. Four plus runs allowed in four straight games. He gave up exactly four um, versus Kansas City, three of those home runs in his last start. So I think we see much of the same here, Mel. I'll lean to. I'll lean to Cease because I think he's a better pitcher of the two, but I mean, not by much. So I think the price is, is appropriately, um, I think it's appropriately priced. I'll lean to, to the White Sox, but I love the over, man. I think we see a bunch of runs here on both sides. There's two things to bear in mind here. First, you've got to remember just how shit the Royals are. Um, they've got the same record as the Athletics. Now, we absolutely take the piss out of the Athletics, talk, calling them like a double A lineup, but Kansas City seem to get a bit more respect of us, like, for some reason. And they're not. There is So don't forget how bad they are, which does make the White Sox a good price at minus You're absolutely right about that. But um, you nailed that article about those overs. We just kept putting them in last week. The yeah. totals were 10, 13, and 13 in those three games. My little lock and dog tracker. Last week, it's just got a whole load of, it just says, KCR slash CWS. Just sort of copy and paste underneath one after the other um, for the middle of last week. So I didn't have to get that. I didn't have to go any further than that. Eight and a half is way too low. Um, and I've got a feeling that will be getting entered on my spreadsheet uh, tomorrow afternoon when I sort that out. Absolutely. 7.40 Eastern first pitch is the Miami Marlins at the Milwaukee Brewers. Jesus Lazardo, left-handed pitcher, will take on uh, Brandon Woodruff, uh, who draws the start for the Brewers. Plus 138 on the Marlins. Minus on 55 on the Brewers. Total is at seven and a half. Um, obviously, I handicap these, as I always say, before I see any lines. I knew this was a seven and a half game. Um, first of all, it's always Miami. We've mentioned that a few times. And then you look at Zardo, you look at Woodruff. Yeah. And, you know, definite, this was the most seven and a half game. There is, Lizardo is nine and eight with a 359 ERA. He's been really good lately. In his last three, um, all three have gone six innings. He's only given up seven hits in those 18 innings with two earned runs. Absolutely love that. Um, very, very similar line for Woodruff. Um, six, six and seven innings in his last three. Seven hits and three earned runs. Um, so really, it's, it's, it's tricky to split them. Um, certainly, plus 138, minus 155 um, is too big of a split. And Miami's form has picked up again. Um, they've been quite streaky, Miami. We... Every time mm-hmm. I talk about them, they're either in the middle of a slump 
or in a bit of a tear. They never just win one, lose one. So <laughs> right. I'm going to call a bit of an audible here in that I didn't quite realise. These lines like interchangeable, really. Milwaukee are brilliant. I'm going to take Miami, Miami alive, plus 138. My actual pick I've got written down was the first five under because I just can't see anything else than a duel. Um, but in a low-scoring game with Rosado on the mound, the plus 138 is just too big uh, for Miami. So they would be my two picks, Lonte. Well, we got a first disagreement because I like I like Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Lozardo, he he's been good in his last three starts, two earned runs combined. Uh, you mentioned that. But prior to that, if you want to expand it out, he had four straight games where he gave up four-plus runs. Two of those good starts that he had were also at home. Um, so that's kind of, you know, uh, you know, dig a little bit into the numbers, you can see he, he's pitching way better at home than he is on the road. Miami is 33 and 37 on the road. Milwaukee 40 and 28 at home. Um, the offense for Milwaukee scored seven plus in three of the last four. Um, that doesn't include today. All, all, all of this stuff that I, that I have um, is not including today as the game from going on yeah. uh, while we were prepping. I, I like Woodruff. Um, I think he's going to be a big player in their rotation uh, going into the postseason. He's only allowed over two runs once in his last six starts. Had went six plus in three of his last four starts. So we're getting a lot of length out of him. Milwaukee's lineup, I mean, M- M- Miami is – it's so hard for me to figure out, man. They, they really are because you see them. I don't know if you watch the Dodgers series where they look so good against the Dodgers, but again, yeah, it's just, they have one big inning. Like they had, they play the, re- they play rest of the game like shit, but they have one <laughs> big inning where they score four or five runs. And that just, you know, it just elevates them into, into the other team making like mistakes where they're pl- trying to play catch up and they're swinging at everything out of the zone or whatever. So I'm not really, I don't have a real good grasp on on Miami. I, I'll put that out there, but I think Milwaukee's a better team. I think they got the better pitcher on the mound. Lazardo struggles on the road. I like Milwaukee here. I know the total is at seven and a half, which we mentioned that. I, I might look. I might look over, man. I, I might look over, thinking that Milwaukee's offense shows up, and if Miami can have, you know, one of those patent innings where they score two or three in an inning, I think we can get over seven and a half pretty easily. Um. Next up, we have. The Oakland Athletics at the Houston Astros, which is an 8 10 Eastern first pitch. And now I have just seen the name of Mason Miller pop on the board. Uh, this was the only picture I didn't have, um, but literally come up in the last two or three minutes here. Fraba Valdez, uh, left-handed pitcher, goes for the Astros. I do have lines. It's plus 330 for Oakland. It's minus 290 for Houston with a total of eight or nine and a half. And seeing this name of Mason Miller's thrown me a little bit. Because, um, A, I was happy... Sort of not to handicap it because what can you do? Like you've got a minus two ninety favorite. There's not too many directions uh, you can go with it. Um, so I sort of lazily written down a Houston alt run line, thinking that would. I was waiting to see sort of Ken Waldy Chuck or someone's name pop up. But Mason Miller is all right. He hasn't been here since uh, the 9th of June, um, and pitched okay. Uh, so I need to. I, 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 I actually don't know if he's been injured or just been sent down again. I don't have that information. I hadn't seen his name at all. I wasn't prepped for him, so apologies for that. But he pitched seven scoreless against Seattle. Um, he pitched six innings, only gave up two against Kansas City. He pitched two against Toronto scoreless. That maybe that sounds like he might have gone out injured in that game. But he's been all right. So overall, he's only pitched, okay, 23 innings, but with a 3.09 ERA. Um, now, Framba Valdez is fine, 11-9 and nine on the year, only giving up three in runs, and as in his last three starts, that's over 20 innings. So that's good enough to win it. But Mason Miller can hold them. Um, I'm now leaning towards that under. And this was the weird thing on the books. I saw eights, and I also saw nine and a halves. That's the second time in a week that I've seen this kind of disparity in lines that the books are putting out without the pitcher. Um, so if there's nine and a half still kicking around, I'm happy to take over. And over are going to score many runs, which means Houston would have to do most of the heavy lifting here. So Houston could get a six to one or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give them a chance. I'll take the under nine and a half, Lonte. Yeah, I got nothing on this game. I handicapped two wrong pitchers. I seen Waldachuk and Valdez. Yeah. I, I thought that's. I thought yeah, that's yeah Valdez is good. Yeah, you're right with Valdez. Yeah, and it, it was. I seen it. At, I, they had it lined. I think uh, um, Houston was like minus four hundred. Like oh, it was wow. a huge, it was a huge favorite, but yeah, <laughs> I would just look at the Houston team total to go over, man. I mean, your, your handicap pretty much summed it up. Uh, it's, it's just tough to back a, a team like Oakland unless Blackburn's on the mound. If Blackburn's on the mound, I'm, I'm all in. 
I'm all in. Or if it's against a, a Midland team, not a team of Houston stature. So I, I like the Houston team total to go over. Uh, you made a compelling case for the pitcher. But again, I mean, it's the Houston Astros at home. Uh, that lineup is probably going to mash. So I, I like the Houston team total to go over. Uh, we hit Oakland in a nice spot last week, didn't we, midweek? And yeah. trying yeah. to double them up with Colorado. And the <laughs> Colorado sold us. Yeah. yeah, Colorado were in front. They blew it late on. Like, yeah. uh, it was the 10 to 1, the 10 to 1 yeah. double. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, a, it was a brave effort. But yeah, sometimes you can still get uh, Oakland at a funky price. Um, 840 Eastern first pitches, the Chicago Cubs at the Colorado Rockies. We have left handed pitcher Jordan Wicks going for the Cubbies. And TBD for Colorado, we believe it is Kyle Freeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cubs are minus 166. The Rockies are plus 140. And the total is 11 and a half, Lunty. Yeah, can't bet Colorado. I mean, they lost 8 of 10. So inconsistent offensively. Um, the Cubs are a bet on team for me. Um, they play yeah. they play solid on the road at 36 and 33. They do, they're dominant as a favorite, 46 and 30 as a favorite. Um, Wick, small sample size, uh, of course, but he hasn't allowed over two uh, over two runs. Um, Freeland, on the other hand, four plus runs allowed in three of his last five, seven plus hits allowed in eight of his last ten. So he's given up a lot of contact. I think that's the wrong way. You're going the wrong way if you're giving up a lot of contact against this Cubs lineup, especially at the top. So if you want to yeah. look at the top of the lineup and get some props, total base props. Um, HRR props for uh, the top of the lineup for the Cubs. I think we see them smash um, in this spot against Colorado in Coors. So if you're looking at a team total to go over, first five and full game, I'll split a unit there. But I think Chicago rolls here, man. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, the minus 166 is a bit short. You could put it in a parlay something, but I'm about to take them on the run line. Um, they won comfortably tonight behind Kyle Hendricks. I think Bellinger and Swanson uh, were involved in the run scoring there and they're the sort of names who were going to do the damage tomorrow um, I like Wicks I've quite enjoyed watching him I've caught a few of his starts I get quite a lot of um, daytime starts in Wrigley Field that I can watch here before I go to bed um, and Wicks I've caught a couple of times he's been fine and Freeland occasionally goes okay but that's about as good as it gets like you say 2-8 in the last 10 for them uh, lost 3 in a row you just can't do anything else yep. except want to take the Cubs and if you're doing that take them on the run line you'll get plus money uh, okay, next time is where are we going? Uh, 9.40 first pitch. The LA Angels at the Seattle Mariners. We have Reed Detmers for LA and we have Logan Gilbert for Seattle. Two lefties going here. Plus 188, the Angels. Minus 225, the Mariners. Total is low. It's seven or seven and a half. Um, Reed Detmers, three and nine, 482 ERA. Just really, really up and down now. A um, couple of decent starts. Sometimes he'd throw a short one in. He's just kind of all over the place. The Angels did get a win on Saturday night, but they're very much in that bucket of teams that you talked about earlier on, like yeah. Texas, that we just don't really want anything to do with. Yeah. Um, and Seattle the other way around. Now, Seattle, they've had a bit of a chastening experience in, in Tampa this week. Uh, Gilbert's going along fine, 12-5, and 5, 361 ERA. Is three and zero in his last five with a three thirty eight ERA. Seattle have scored loads of runs in his starts. Um, Seattle at ten over five hundred at home. This total, if you can find a seven, just take the over. Um, the Angels can help out with a couple, um, but Seattle have got a good offense. Julio Rodriguez is still absolutely raking. Um, seven's too low. We can get a, a, a six to two, seven to two kind of game here. In Seattle's favor. Uh, behind a good Gilbert start, so yeah, I'll take over seven, Lonte. Yeah, man, I don't have much in this game. I've been I, I've been fading Detmers a, a lot, but it seems like every time I fade him like big, he always comes up with a with a solid start. So that's I'm his kinda, problem. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. got it in him. Like he's got a decent start in him. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I just I can always catch him on the wrong day, I guess. But I'm with you um, on that total. I think that's the only way you can you can really play this game because if you really look at if you really look at Detmers, he's kind of. He's just so hard to figure out. Like I, I have to scratch yeah. my head every time I see him or every time I handicap him. And this is a good spot for Seattle to bounce back from that uh, series loss that we mentioned earlier. Um, so I think Seattle's in a good spot. I like Gilbert a lot. I think he performs well at home. So I'm going to go with Seattle here. Don't don't hate the team total over um, as well. So a couple of pitches on this slate. I think in different organizations, I think would be great. Detmers is definitely one. And the other one's Dylan Cease, because we know Dylan Cease is capable. 
Like, yeah. if I just saw Dylan see somewhere else next year in a different right. uniform, it mm-hmm. wouldn't, if he, he could be easily be an SVU one, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if we're sitting here this time next year talking about Dylan C's just throwing seven, eight innings of shit yeah, out mean, ball. Yeah, he was in a Cyan. He was in a Cyan yeah. um, debate. Like, so, I mean, he's got it. It's just, I mean, the White Sox are just so trash. That's it. Yeah, the Angels and the White Sox have ruined both of them too. Mm-hmm. So they've definitely got their potential to fight back. Um, the penultimate game on the card is a 9.45 Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the San Francisco Giants. We have Gavin Williams for Cleveland. Uh, the Giants are TBT, but it's Alex Cobb. It's one of the two pitches they've got. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't so matter. Listed it's him. Um, plus 114 for Cleveland, minus 135 for the Giants. Total is eight, Lanty. Yeah, man, it's it's hard to to know. With uh, I want to, I at least want to know who's going to throw to to open it if it's going to be for San Francisco. But I don't have a good grasp on them either. Um, I know it's kind of off topic, but uh, Jason Dominguez torn UCL for the Yankees, so he's going to be he's probably done. Oh, uh, um, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Boone just um, just booked to the press. Oh uh, no! Right, right. That sucks. Um, so yeah. Uh, I just it, this is a hard game for me. Um, it, it's going to be hard without San Francisco. I do like Gavin Williams, but I think I'm probably in the minority for saying I think he's I think he's solid. I think I think he's solid, but he has he's too up and down. He's not consistent enough. Um, but depending on what was the price again for for it, or was there a price? Yeah, yeah, plus one fourteen Cleveland, minus one thirty five the Giants. Yeah, it, I mean it's kind of hard to lay one thirty five when you don't know who the pitcher is. Uh, but I, I'll lean to Cleveland on the road here. Um, I, I don't really love it, but again, I kind of want to wait to see. I'm take a wait and see approach with um, the pitching and see what goes on, see what goes on there. Yeah, I just had the look of a slow burner. Yeah, two offenses uh, that don't score tons of runs in a big old ballpark. Uh, Alex Cobb is good at home. Uh, I like Gavin Williams a lot. He just throws so many pitches. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, yeah. you get you get to the end of the first, and you think, oh, he had a good inning then. And then you notice he threw 41 pitches, and you think, well, how did that happen? <laughs> like, right. it's just walk, walk, nine pitch at-bats. He's fouled another seven off. Like, get on with it. Um, but, yeah, both these can go okay. Slow burner, first five under. Uh, Johnny Boy is joined just to say hello. <laughs> Johnny Boy, beautifully, uh, poetically put, Johnny. Anyone else just hoping to cash the season win totals? I'm eating shit in MLB. <laughs> oh, I'm actually having a, I'm actually having a solid week this week, man. I mean, I'm like 39 and 25. Yeah, yeah. We see we're going along okay. You stick stick with it, Johnny. Uh, we're going to finish strong. We're going to we're going to come late down the stretch here. Save everybody's season. Uh, the last game is a 10-10 uh, Cowboy tying Eastern first pitch. The San Diego Padres at the LA Dodgers. Pedro Avila uh, for San Diego and left-handed pitcher Clayton Kershaw. For the Dodgers, plus 180 on San Diego, minus 218 on LA, with a total of nine and a half. Lonte finishes off with a winner for Johnny. Yeah, man, pretty. it's pretty straightforward for me. The Dodgers own San Diego. Um, they've won four of the last five um, versus them. Their wins are by six, six, five, and four. So that's not flu- that's not fluky at all. Um, San Diego's 28 and 40 on the road. Dodgers 47 and 24 at home. Um, the Dodgers have been scuffling a little bit. They've lost six of 10. But I think they get back on track here. Um, Kershaw on the mound. It's too big of a price to lay. Try to, try to lay a reverse run line, um, minus two and a half, and maybe can get it to, to even. I mean, like I said, it was just 12, 17, 21. Uh, I mean, they're winning on average by, by about five runs. So... I think they're 36 and 33 on the run line at home, 62 and 55 on the run line as a favorite. So, I mean, you got to lay it with the Dodgers here. Don't trust San Diego on the road. Um, the pitcher, he he's okay. Like I've, I've been on him in, in a couple of spots and he's pitched fine. But again, this is in Dodger Stadium against his Dodgers lineup, which is elite. So the Dodgers, I'll go with their team total to go over. Later, reverse run line, minus two and a half also, Mel. Um. Just the standard run lines minus one fifteen, Lonte. So I don't know. Oh if wow, you I didn't know that. Oh, okay, yeah, that's sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Sure. That's I'm not sure. sure how far up the ladder you have to go, like, but that's pretty acceptable. I mean, I don't think many of the listeners or even Johnny would need our help handicapping this one. Um, it's just it was just an auto play. It was a, not even lazy, but you're right. Um, he did lose last time out, Kershaw. However, yeah. before that, he'd covered three uh, the last three times by eight, five, and six runs. All the home road splits you mentioned, dead straightforward, yeah. Uh, a lazy ball in Dodgers run line, a minus 115. Just looks like uh, money in the bank. So, 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we did it. A uh, little bit quicker tonight. Two man, a two man concern. Um, Lock and Dog Lonte, what have you got? Yeah, man, I'm gonna go with something that we both like. I think this is actually my first total ever um, lock. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go gonna with steal the Royals and the White Sox. Yeah, yeah I'm going with the I'm going with the Royals White Sox over. Um, what does see? I see eight and a half. Um, yeah, yeah, get, man. Yeah, so I like that. We we went over that. I won't go into um, the <laughs> details on it, but we went over that earlier in the show. Um, for my dog, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Baltimore. Land I'm knew it. I fucking knew it. I'm oh, you going with Baltimore? <laughs> <laughs> Good. You're all right. <laughs> yes, I'm going with Baltimore and land a one and a half. Um, I just think it's too short. I think the way they've been playing baseball lately has been really good. Their their offense has been carrying them. Kramer's been good. So I think St. Louis is getting a little bit too much respect here. So give me Baltimore minus one and a half. Sorry, Mel. Sorry. So what do I do now? Are we allowed? I mean, we've got a double lock and a double dog lunt here. I mean, what's the, what are the rules here? What are the... Uh, What's the network? The unwritten rules of the. Okay, well, the I'll, I'll pivot. Podcast. I'll pivot if you if you like those. I'll go. I'll go Tampa Bay as the lock minus minus one ten with Glass now um, as the lock um, for the dog. I'll go with the. Do- uh, I can't go with the Dodgers minus one and a half. Um, I'll go with Milwaukee minus one and a half. That's plus one twenty five. There we go. Okay. So we got. I was going to. I was going to pivot to Miami. So I would do that if you're pivoting. We'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. give you those too. I give you those. We'll give Lot. Yeah, Lot is pivot to there, but it's a double <laughs> dog. It's a KCR CWS over eight and a half. See, mate, if you felt me spreadsheets full of that shit last week, 10, 13, 13. Don't know what we're doing here. Not, and it's not Cole Reagan's against. You're well, right. any White Sox pitcher, it's Brady Singer and it's Dylan CCA. We got runs. And the Baltimore run line, completely agree with you. Plus 140 uh, is a mad old price for that one. Uh, Kramer's been good. Baltimore could smash up anyone. Uh, yep. And certainly Dakota Hudson could be in the firing line. So love it, Lonte. Um, well done, mate. Thank you very much for joining me. I yes, know, um, like I say, everybody wanted to uh, watch some NFL. But we can get there. We've got the whole second half of these games now we can get stuck into. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thanks everyone who joined us, Johnny and Josh and Lacadorius uh, and TVDBJ Matthew. Um, we'll be back in some form or another tomorrow. Um, good luck with all your MLB bets tonight, tomorrow. Good luck with your NFL stuff as well. Um, thanks, Lonte, and we will see you down the road. Cheers.